All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lions Guy podcast, where we take on topics in performance and personal growth by going through success stories with our guests and talk about the lessons they've learned. And we do other things. We take a look at books. We talk about a lot of books on the show is that have served us, uh, myself, the guests, as we go through the, the conversations, which is always good. And it really dive into other resources that help us all establish clarity, build courage, and lead. I'm your host, Dale Walls. I'm the founder of Lions Guide. And on this episode, we've got Mr. Paul Vetter. And, you know, Paul was born and raised in uh, South Florida, where he now lives with his wife, Robin, and their two adopted daughters, Bethany and Gwen. And Paul's been doing IT for over 15 years professionally. Um, he's He has a love for technology, but his passion is really for the people that that use technology. And uh, Paul's a co-founder and managing director of VXIT. And VXIT uh, provides IT services to small, medium businesses across the nation. And and over the last six years, uh, he and his partner have grown it to over $3 million in revenue. And and they currently employ 18 people. And, you know, I I got the uh, chance to meet Paul a few years back. And uh, and we've recently synced back up. And uh, and wanted to have him on. Talk about his story. It's a great story. and, and, And really on this episode, Paul and I talk about you know, where he's come from with his humble beginnings and the lessons he's, he's learned, you know, on his journey to adopting, you know, a growth mindset uh, alongside growing his business. So if you like the sound of that, before we get started, hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. And, you know, as always, this podcast is sponsored by Lions Guide. And if you've been turn- tuning in and getting value from the show, then do yourself a favor, go to lionsguide.com and sign up for subscriber access to the site. It's uh, for no cost to you. It's free. You, you get access to all kinds of free content to include yet to be released episodes of the podcast, uh, reading lists, uh, live virtual events and training, and much more. And again, it's all free with subscriber access at lionsguide.com. And it's been developed to help you break through, you know, out of your rut and or break through to that next level of yourself by establishing clarity, building courage, and being the true leader of your life. So check it out now. Go to lionsguide.com and subscribe today. With that all said, let's get on with the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Lions Guy Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got Mr. Paul Vetter, who is co-founder of VXIT, not Vixit, not Vixit, <laughs> VXIT <laughs> officially uh, since 2015. Uh, and I met I met you down. I forget where it was. But I know I met you at an Enable conference, partner conference yep, in Atlanta. And, yeah, Atlanta. That's right. And we were, yeah. um, you know, uh, you you were just kind of on a list of. I was trying to talk to other. Um, Owners, it was on an acquisition campaign actually that we were looking for other acquisition targets at the time for Corsica, and um, you know we really, it really, it was a great conversation. I remembered you emailed me recently. We were like, hey, do you remember? Like, damn right, I remember you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you were also once we hooked back up, um, you were one of the influencers who got me started on seventy five hard, which was which was cool. Um, we'll talk about that Love too it. as we get into this. But but you're a hard, hard, uh, high performer man, or maybe aspiring high performer. Is, aspiring is for sure. <laughs> We all are, man. But uh, you got a yeah. great story to tell. So wanted uh, want to take you up on getting on the podcast, man. And uh, yeah. so, Paul, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what do you do? Yeah, thank you. So uh, like you said, I am the co-founder and managing director of VXIT. Um, been in IT for about 15 years, just over 15 years professionally. I think I built my first computer when I was like 12 years old. Um, just kind of love technology. But 
beyond the technology piece, I love the people in the business side of what we do, kind of the business process and the, and the person sitting behind that computer. So, you know, essentially I'm doing kind of what you were, you were doing at Corsica and um, loving every minute of it. Uh, we got our official start in January, 2015 uh, grew, uh, we'll do just over 3 million of business this year and employ 18 people total. So um, really, really excited uh, about kind of our growth past uh, last year. Uh, we, we definitely had a dip dip last year, but uh, we're coming out on the other end stronger, which is which is awesome. So right now I'm just trying to dial in. Um, and this is kind of the word I'm using with my team is uh, operational maturity. So we're kind of searching for, um, you know, just maturing our processes, our procedures, kind of what we do, how we do it, and um, just bettering our service offering uh, through, through that. So live in South Florida. I was born and raised here, uh, married my, my wife. Uh, we, we both grew up in the church, got married young. We have two, uh, two girls that we actually adopted from foster care. They're both seven. They're not biologically related. They're six months apart. So basically twins without that biological connection. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it makes for an interesting dynamic, but, um, yeah, born and raised in, in South Florida. And um, it's funny, I actually, growing up here, I used to hate Florida until my business partner, um, he moved down here from Jersey. And he's like, how are you not at the beach every day? And I'm like, eh, it's just kind of always been here. And um, he's, I, we just started like going to the beach more. And I just, I don't know how or why, but I fell back in love with Florida or in love maybe with Florida for the first time. So that was kind of a, a nice thing to do because I, I think it was more of a rebellious thing, like growing up as a teenager, like, screw this. I was born and raised here. I'm, I'm leaving the minute I can sort of a thing. But uh, found my love for Florida and I I, I love it here. We, we live in paradise. I love to go visit the snow and I love to go skiing and do other things and go see the mountains. But I love coming home here and, you know, sitting by the beach and eating a nice fish dinner. Yeah, when you get the point where you like start picking your head up, I, I have that too. Um, and because people will come to me like from out of the area, and they'll talk about like some place around here that's like a destination or whatever, and they go, "Bob, Bob, Bob, you ever been to whatever?" I'm like, eh, no, actually, and they're like, "What? You never been there?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but I guess that's what it is. Like, we're just, it's just we take it for granted, or it's yeah. just kind of like it's like background noise. I don't know, but there's there's a ton yeah. of places around here. I've been here all my life, except for my stint in Marine Corps, and uh, people hit me all the time. Like, you know about something? I've never heard of it. Man, what? It's been there sixty years. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to explore that space where you grew up. And, um, you know, I think people wanting to move away sometimes it's like the grass is always greener on the other side. It, True. The reality is it's not. And, you know, I was listening to Andy Frisella's podcast this morning and he was talking about how like rich people have problems and, it, and it's so true. Like they, they have problems too. That was his whole point. It's like everything's so relative, whether you live in Florida or Colorado, like you're struggling with different things, but it's all very relative to, to everything. The, the amount of money that you make, it's all so relative because you're still dealing with problems. We're all human beings. So it just everything's so relative. So, I mean, yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I mean, we were talking about this before the show, right? Like, like don't, don't look up and think like that the people at the next level or beyond or whatever you're aspiring to, it's, it's just new level, new devils, man. Like, you know, yeah. it's just That's a good. different <laughs> level of challenges. Like you're, you're up against what you're up against now, but when you, and you reach that next level, it's, it's just, you know, it's like back in the day, how old are you? Uh, 35. I'll be 36 in December. So, so, I don't know. You remember back in the day when video games were like normal and there were levels and they got harder <laughs> as you went? Like, yep. that's the way it is. Like, I mean, that's the yeah. way life is. Like, um, yeah. yeah, you made it to level two, but now you're facing level two 
enemies or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and back then, like there was no, not a lot of save buttons. Like you couldn't like restart. You had to start from the beginning <laughs> back in the Mario days. <laughs> oh yeah. Contra, all the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we were talking a bit, you know, about your personal mission and how you found personal development. So walk us through that. Like, you know, what, and what, yeah. I, I guess I'd be interested to know, like, what was the before and after? What was the tipping point for you? Tell us a little bit about yeah. your journey. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting story. So um, I, I was born and raised in like a very conservative Christian household. So um, I was kind of just, I don't want to say sheltered, but I, I was sheltered throughout my childhood. Um, and I, I kind of, I did quote unquote everything right. If, if you kind of look at my upbringing, I, you know, and I'm, I'm an open book with, with a lot of this stuff, but I waited till I was 21 to drink for the, for the most part. I think I had like a a Mike's hard lemonade once or twice when I was like 17 or 18, I, we were, it was there. And, but I like, there were, there were kids around me that were partying and just going crazy. I, I lost my virginity on my wedding night. Again, that, that conservative Christian upbringing, that, that those are just the things that it produced. It's not better or worse than anybody. It's just, it was just the thing. So a lot of people look at my life story and they're like, Oh, you, you did it right. And, and whatnot. And um, so I kind of grew up in that, in that, with that background. And, um, so waited till I was 21 to drink, started drinking a little bit, but, um, around 2013, I started traveling full-time for work. And when you travel full-time for work and you're away from your, your wife and your family that you love, and you basically have nothing else to do, but you go to the bars at night and you eat dinner and you have a couple of drinks and you, you go back to your hotel room. And I did that full-time for six months. And I, I think that was kind of where I started to rely on alcohol to kind of relieve stress and almost just kind of normalize my stress and, and everything negative that was going on in my life. And, you know, fast forward, um, a few years and, and this was probably it's 2021. This is probably 2016, 2017, somewhere around there, maybe even into 2018. But, um, long story short, I just, I found myself drinking too often. I, I wasn't like getting blackout drunk. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't going super crazy, but it was just every day I was drinking alcohol and it literally was my only way that I could, escape or, or like I said, normalize and, and deal with the stress and everything kind of negative in my life. Um, so we were hanging out at a, at a neighbor's house one day and, um, I had been drinking, uh, all day we were, and when I say neighbor, I mean, literally like the house next door. I actually, I think it was, it was two houses next door. So we weren't off far from home. I, but I had driven my truck over there cause I had some stuff in the back of the truck I needed to give them, but we were all, we were all hanging out. We were all drinking, having a good time. I, you know, good, goodness knows how many, alcoholic beverages I had that day, but it was time to go. And, uh, we were me, the wife and the two kids we were, we were hopping in the truck and, uh, my wife, Robin, she's like, Oh, I'll drive. Um, cause you've been drinking. And I'm like, I'm like, Robin, like it's, it's literally like two houses down. I, I think I can handle this. Well, that spiraled into a very aggressive, uh, evening, um, where I decided because I was drunk and angry to punch a hole in the, in the door of our, our master bedroom. Cause she had locked herself in the bedroom and um, she was afraid of me. Now, never during that time was I ever going to cause her harm, but just having her or putting her through that experience um, was was devastating to me. It was it was very very rough. So uh, basically, the next day, she uh, she said, "We something's got to give. Like we're this is just not working out." And I I had been feeling it, and it wasn't just us, but it was me and my personal life. I wasn't able to handle stress well. I was trying to build a business. Um, and like I said, alcohol just kind of seemed to be that center point of, of helping me deal with my stress, but also causing it. 
Um, so she had just randomly found, um, because we were struggling in our marriage, she had randomly found, and you, you actually just had him on your podcast, Seth and Melanie Studley of Anatomy and Marriage podcast. Um, she randomly found that podcast and she sent it over to me and she's like, Hey, why don't you give this a listen? She actually didn't think I was going to listen to it, but I ended up listening to it and them just being so authentic and vulnerable and sharing their story just really resonated with me. And then I found Andy Frisella from another buddy, um, and I, between those two podcasts, basically it, it awoken something in me, the light went off, something clicked where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have to live like I'm living. There's, there's ways to, to work around all of this. Cause I just felt, I felt alone in a dark room, not able to navigate what was going on in my life. And those, those two podcasts, and it ballooned into many other podcasts and books and whatnot, but those two podcasts really were the catalyst to realizing that there were reasons why I was doing the things that I was doing. And then from there, I could figure out how to um, change them and then execute on goals and, and, you know, a lifestyle that I wanted and, and things like that. So that was a, uh, yeah, it, it was a very dark day when that, that fight occurred. Um, but, but out of it came just an interesting journey um, where I, I dove head first. Like I said, I think that's been about four years now um, where I dove head first in the personal development world. And, um, it's, 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 it's still a struggle. Um, I still drink from, from time to time. I, I still do drink, but, um, it's definitely not like it was. Um, but you know, I'm getting to the point where, again, this is me being honest. I think at some point in the near future, I'm going to have to say, you know, enough is enough. We're going to, we're going to cut it out completely. Cause it's just, I, I, alcohol is great. It's, it, you can crack a beer, have a good time. I love it. I love scotch. I love whiskey. I, lo I love it all. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like personally, this is just my opinion. I'm, I'm literally poisoning my body. It's not helping me with my weight loss goals. I've, I've always been a, hef a hefty, a hefty guy. Um, so, you know, I, I've always had a few extra pounds and alcohol is definitely not going to help me, uh, meet my fitness goals. And, uh, you know, when I, when I drink the way that I do, um, you know, it, it basically I'm, I'm letting my, my evenings steal from my mornings that I want to have. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not getting up early. I'm not doing my journaling. I'm not reading. I'm not getting up to work out because I feel like shit because <laughs> I drank the night before like an asshole. So, so, you know, so now you bring the coaching me out, right? So, <laughs> so all that said, what are you waiting for? Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> not a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's I, a, and I hate to even put it like that, but I'm yeah, like, no, no, yeah. like, cause you said all yeah. the things, all the things, you know, like you said, you know, how much it, that it's not serving you. It's not serving you. Right. It's not. So yeah. What are you waiting for? What, what, yeah, what, what makes you drink now? Like all that's mental. Yeah. It's, it's mental. It, it really is mental. Cause I'm still struggling to a certain extent with anxiety. Um, I, I think I have, um, and, and I've actually been to therapy. Um, I have a low level probably of generalized anxiety disorder. So I just, I deal with abnormal anxiety where it's, I, it's like chemically induced. And the fun, here's the funny thing about this. I'm saying all this alcohol relieves my anxiety, but also it also can cause it. It, it also is probably causing it yeah. the next day. So it's just, it's this vicious circle and a vicious cycle, but it's totally a mental thing that I'm, I have this, this, this block in my mind that it's like, cause we, we went out, um, last Friday with, with a couple and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to drink. Cause I, crazy enough, the three people that we were out, my wife, uh, cut back on drinking and is not drinking right now due to health reasons. And then the couple that we were out with, they're not drinking. They actually haven't had a drink in like three years. 
and it was so easy for me not to drink. And I had some wine and that, and it was crazy to me that I could, I could be amongst people that weren't drinking and it was kind of a safer space versus like going out with people that are drinking. You're going to that environment where it's prevalent um, and you're almost pressured into it, but it, it was a safe space. And I, I literally, I almost had anxiety about, about not drinking. So it's just like, it, it's getting to that point where it's just like, I've got, I've got to, got to make some, some serious changes, but it's hard. It's, it's a mental thing. Like everything. It's a mental thing. Now, is there anything else that, uh, relieves your anxiety? Is there anything else that you do that, that you feel good after? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I tell you what, it, it's, it's amazing how good I feel when I don't drink. And I actually, I hate that because it tells me that I shouldn't drink because when I don't drink, you know, when I'm on 75 hard or during the week, um, when I'm not drinking, I wake up refreshed. I can get things done. I'm, my mind is sharp. Um, but I, I just find myself, you know, what's the, like a dog to his vomit, like going back to just that thing. Um, you know, so that's, it, that's it, an analogy I haven't heard before, but I, I get it. <laughs> I it might be a Bible verse. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's just a thing that I continue to go back to. And, um, it's something again, honestly, it's something that I'm just struggling with right now. It's tough. I mean, how do you want to see it turn out? Um, in, in my mind right now, I want to be able to enjoy a drink or two every now and then and not have it consume me or control my life in, in some way, shape or form. But I just, I don't see that being a possibility. It's just, I, don't, I just don't think it, because I, I think that it's just been, it's just too much of an issue for me personally, that it's, it's just, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be able to drink in moderation. That's, sure. that's what it is. I can't, it's clear that I can't moderate it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's, it's something that's going to have to, that's going to have to go. Yeah. I mean, so can I relate a little bit on that? Absolutely. Please. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, I, that's where <laughs> I, I, I mean, a hundred, everything you said, I, I, I've said that I've said all those things, um, over and over yeah. again. I mean, and I get it, the anxiety of a business because the stress, it, I mean, you've got, you've got a wife, you've got kids, you've got the business, you've got all these demands and so on. Um, and, and just for me, so I'll just be candid about myself for a minute. It was that man, I, I just hated running with a parachute on, you know, yeah. I, I hate that feeling and, and it just hit the point where I hated it so much that I don't want to drink. I mean, so, so for me with regard to, you know, the decisions to drink, right? Like with 75 hard, like I've, I've, um, I've not drank plenty of times over, right? It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's like almost like that that smoke that uh, smoking joke, right? Like sm quitting smoking's easy. I've done it a million times. Or <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it's not that. You know, I would take breaks, and I never really back in the previous one say like I'm not drinking any. Like I just said, I'm just taking a break, and it was always again for all the reasons that you describe, right? I, yeah. I felt it was holding me back. I had too much stuff going on to just have that drag. Like say running yeah. running with the parachute on, and um, yeah. And, and I resented it. I always had the resentment of having drank and I didn't get up. I didn't stick with my game plan. I didn't, um, you know, I feel like crap. So I know I'm not doing. So, you know, people would ask me about, it. I was always like, look, man, I just, I don't have time to not be executing at a hundred percent because yeah. I need to be executing at 125%. And then when I drink, even if it's 98%, I'm a little pissed off about it, you know, because <laughs> I know I'm not even getting done everything I need to get done or want to get done, but Absolutely. here I am. You know, I somehow found time and thought it was important to freaking drink and put some drag on. So yeah. 
the other point too, you said about the ability to drink in moderation. So that's probably the the one thing that will keep me from going back because, you know, number one, you'll see, you probably, you guys will see me throughout this recording, right? I sit here and I drink, I consume a liquid, usually water, um, all day long. So I habitually, like I have that habit of drinking. Yep. So if you put me somewhere with a cooler of beer <laughs> and put one in my hand, they are gone. It, just because habitually I'm just sitting there drinking, yep. drinking, drinking. I'm always hydrated. So when when we, we swap out that water for alcohol, so um, so I've, I've had to just kind of go, look, I can't drink in moderation. I don't even want to toy with it um, because I know it, it, it does not serve me in any way, shape or form. And I've kind of just finally hit that point where like, it's not my priority anymore. Right. Like, like whether I enjoy it or, and, and I don't know, man, I, I always was that person too. Like if I went to a social gathering, like I wanted to get that drink in my hand to take that edge off, like, yep. you know, and, yeah. and, and flow a little bit and get the, get, get a little loose or whatever. Um, not, not, not tend to get drunk, but like take that edge off. But, um, you know, I've had to learn just other ways to just go conversate and not not worry about that. But I think this latest round has been uh, Jody brought home um, uh, the Heineken Zeros, and I, don't, yeah. and I know you mentioned everything about beer earlier, but um, you know, she brought home those Heineken Zeros, and that that was the final thing that made it easy. And I and I'm, yeah. I'll say easy, I can stand there at a gathering with a beer in my hand. But it's not alcohol. It's it's and, and the Heineken Zeros taste good. In fact, I was I was at the uh, O's game the other night, and um, uh, somebody was there, and, it, and they just told me they'd stop drinking, and which was cool. Um, and I told I started telling them that, like, hey, well, one of the problems is you're going to feel like a misfit amongst your yeah. friends <laughs> and these. Yeah. Um, so here's how I solve for that. So this round of not drinking, starting with 75 hard, was. Um, you know, I found this Heineken zeros and now that, that element of social anxiety from not drinking has gone because now I'm standing yep. there with a green can or green bottle in my hand and no one knows the difference. And because that was the cases that I've, I stopped in the past, it was always like, you're standing there like a, <laughs> I'll say it, you standing there feeling, feeling like a goofball because you got this plastic cup of water yeah. and ice and stupid <laughs> little straw in it, probably yeah. a lemon and you, you know, you, <laughs> and, and it's annoying and, um, it and it doesn't help with that peer pressure aspect yeah. of it. And, and, and you hit this point, like, F it, give me a beer. But, yeah. um, so, so you're now, not drinking right now. So you, yeah, you're, are you done? And I'm not going back. I mean, I'm nice. not. I'm, I'll, I'll keep saying it publicly, you know. And, That's and awesome. uh, because it's just, I, I, I don't enjoy. It. And the other thing too is like, I want to set a good example example for my kids. You know, I, yeah. I, I and in fact, I maybe someone will come arrest me after they hear this, but I, I'll <laughs> hand them the zero and go, hey, take a swig of this. You know, and yeah, just say, totally. it, like, it's not, and, and I'll tell them, it, this is not beer. And, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know how that's going to pay dividends for me later, <laughs> but, I, but I'm trying to give them that now because, you know, if you've got any friends that have teenagers in the house, like, um, it was, it was bad probably when you and I were teens, it feels like it's way worse now. Yeah. Um, it, but who knows what it is or isn't, but I feel like I want to enable my son who's a preteen now to go, Hey man, if you're going to drink, like it doesn't have to be beer. You can still hang out. You can drink this. Like, and, cause I, as we work towards that conversation, I want, I want to set a good example for him, you know? Um, for sure. so it's, it's those things that, that I guess have enabled me to, uh, deprioritize it, you know? Um, 
And that was the thing. I mean, we found out starting 75 hard because Jody did it with me was, you know, like who your supporters and distractors were, right? Like who, who are your friends and who are your drinking buddies? Like who only wants to hang out because you're going to drink with them and enable them to be drinkers too. And, and I, 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 I've said this before on the podcast, but it's worth repeating because I know a lot of guys struggle with this. They think they, they, they feel the same way you do, which is the same way I reason I feel about it. Um, and, and they don't want to hear the crap about it. They don't want to hear the razzing or whatever. And the fact of the matter is, man, you gotta, um, you know, like Priscilla said, you bring them up like the, the crabs in the buckets, you got to realize what they are and it's no judgment against them. And I, I tell people this, it's like, and here's, here's for everyone listening you can say, Hey man, it's not about you. Like, I know you're going to see me not drinking and you're, I think I'm looking at you and I'm judging you. I'm not, I'm judging me. And that's why I'm not, you know, um, it's got nothing to do with you. I got, I've got nothing against you drinking. Like, so I'm not on a campaign. I know this conversation comes up a lot, but I think a lot of guys are struggling with it. They are. are. Um, it's been my experience. I I talk. I'll say it. and And again, everyone, listen, I'm talking to guys weekly, um, different folks that are hitting the same point going, I know it's not serving me. You know, I know it's not serving me, so I'm not drinking right now. And, and, and it's totally fine, man. It's, you're getting your priorities straight, you know, um, yeah. it's not serving you. Um, so, you know, I, 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 because this conversation comes up, I'll say, but I'm not on an anti-alcohol campaign. Like go no, do your thing, do, yeah. do you, I've got no judgment against anyone who does or does not drink. So when I'm there, and I'm not drinking, but, but that's what took away the, um, by use, doing the Heineken's right. Because now it's not mm-hmm. really a, con- a conversation. Like people don't look at me and go, Hey man, you need a beer. And then, and then it starts, right. Do you need yes. a beer? Now yeah. I'm not drinking. But yes. if you're standing there with that, that green bottle or whatever in your hand, that, 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 that conversation doesn't even start. So yes. that, that, um, thanks. Ang- difficult conversation uh doesn't pop up to someone who's brin drinking right so they're getting half buzz now they're starting to give you crap about it but mm-hmm. anyways um so so there you are man like if you yeah. need just a, another example <laughs> of someone who's saying it it's it it works for me you know it yeah. works for me so yeah and I, I one of the things for me i i'm i'm concerned that at some point if i don't make the decision to do something about it that that decision is going to be made for me so you know whatever that, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, that's my biggest fear is just, you know, something bad happening, um, while I'm drinking, whether it's, I get, I decide to drive a little too buzzed or whatever, I get pulled over, like get a DUI, somebody gets hurt. Like, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't need it. It's, it's completely unnecessary. Um, I, you know, I just actually found out one of my, um, old neighbors, a house I used to live in, um, Long story short, guy, he was one of the, he was one of the kind of the drinking buddies in the neighborhood. We'd, we'd go over to his house and drink. He got in a bar fight, um, probably about a month ago and, uh, two guys beat him to death and Oof. they were all drunk. And, and it's just like, I, I heard that. It's just like, what a waste. Like it didn't, like he didn't have to die like that, but they were out, you know, four o'clock in the morning at a bar and his buddy starts a fight. And two guys start getting on his buddy. The guy was actually trying to, my, my buddy was trying to actually break up the fight and he got in the middle of it. And the two guys that were going after his buddy beat him to death and he died. And it's just like, it's insane. Like what a waste, what, what a way to go. Like, it's just a waste. It, it didn't have to be like that. And, um, you know, I was talking to another buddy, uh, actually on Friday, it's like, you're out drinking late at night. Like nothing, nothing good is going to come of that period. Like I, nothing good, nothing good is going to come of that. <laughs> It just, it's just not, 
it, and it's, it, it's true and it's sad. So, so anyways, yeah, it's, it's a mountain to climb for sure. And I've got to, I've got to do it. I've got to do it for myself. I've got to do it for my family. So yeah, but it's tough. I mean, it, it is tough, but that's every, everything worth doing is tough, right? We know that. I yeah. mean, you know that yeah. in business, right? Running your business, you know, that the, the hard, the hard stuff worth doing is tough, man. And, yeah. and, and if nothing else, maybe that's, that's the part that's screaming at you, right? It, that's the part, like I tell people, like if you, if, 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 if you're um, struck with fear, that's probably exactly what you need to do, you know, go, yeah. go, go square up to it, you know, because that's what, that's the fear is calling you and you got to get your courage up and go, go face it and, and overcome it. Well, you know, you have to keep me posted on the progress on that as it goes. Yeah, I will. Now, I will definitely. <laughs> definitely. So with it, aside from that, as far as um, your personal development goals, what else are you working on right now? Yeah, I think one of the things, and this this kind of ties into alcohol, but I'm I'm trying. It, it does a little bit, and it doesn't. But I'm trying to get um, or not let my weekends destroy my week. Um, so, especially when it comes to health and fitness, I've been working out really, really hard the last year and a half or so. Really started it right before COVID, lifting weights. I, I love I love to run, so I'm a runner. Um, so I, I I hit it hard during COVID. We actually moved into the house that I'm in now. Um, last summer, kind of during the height of all of this, um, and, uh, built out a gym in my garage. So I've got a full setup there, squat rack, dumbbells, everything. It's, it's awesome. And, um, I, you know, I, during the week I'm finding myself like executing on my goals, eating the right foods, working out, and I'm even working out during the weekends. But, you know, when it comes to my diet on the weekends, that Friday night, Saturday, you know, and even into Sunday, the diet. And then again, with the alcohol, like, it's just, it's like, you know, three steps forward, two steps back sort of thing. And I'm, I'm making progress, but it's not, it's not the progress I want to, I want to make. And I'm, I'm going to be 36 in December. Got, I just got my blood work done. Everything else checked out. Um, mostly okay. But like my testosterone was a little low and, you know, it, it's funny because everything is so wrapped up into, you know, the exercise and the diet and, you know, and the drinking and that's kind of wrapped up in nutrition, but, you know, so my testosterone was low. Well, the doctor was like, you, you produce testosterone while you're sleeping, which I did not know that. Um, but apparently you do. And he's like, are you sleeping well? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not sleeping well because I'm drinking. So he's like, well, if you cut out the booze, you're going to sleep well, then your testosterone is going to grow up, go up. And I didn't, I don't, I'm not at a point where I'm interested in, you know, doing testosterone injections or anything. Cause I'm still young, but, but you know, I, I'm getting older, my body's starting to slow down. So I'm really trying to get ahead of that. Um, cause I, you know, I don't want to get older and, you know, not be able to run, not be able to lift weights. You know, my kids are seven. I want to be able to do stuff with them. And my kids are pr pretty active. My one daughter just does gymnastics. My other daughter is just hyperactive. She's just all over the place. I see her like running with me later when she gets a little older. So that's something I want to be able to do with them. So, um, and again, I've always been like a heavy guy. Um, I've never had a flat stomach. I'm not, I don't need like washboard abs, but I've, I've never not in my life ever had like a flat stomach. So, I really want that. Like, and I even thought that I think it was last night or the night before I'm like, what if I gave myself for my 36th birthday, like a gift to myself of like having that flat stomach, I could, I could totally do it if I just buckled down and just executed. But that's, 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 that's the struggle that, that we have to do. Um, you know, it's just execute on those goals every day. Um, and, but you have to set those goals. So you, you've got to set them, you've got to write the goals down and then you've got to reverse engineer how you're going to get to those goals. If you don't do that, there, there's no point in trying to chase anything because you're not you're not going to get there. It's like setting the GPS in the car. Unless you actually set that destination, you're not you're not going to get anywhere. 
Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm working on right now is just trying to, I, I think for, for the weekends, just trying to, um, conquer my weekends, uh, from a, from a health and, and fitness standpoint. Hey guys, Dale here, and I wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join the launch of the Lions Guide community called The Pride. You see, whether it was at work dealing with the demands of the day or maintaining the demands of my life at home, I always seemed to feel like my struggles were unique, like somehow I was the only one struggling to find joy amidst all the weight that I felt I was carrying each day. And you know what I've come to realize is that we all have our struggles that we're up against, and it's pretty demanding. The only way to rise to those demands is to decide and make the change to adopt a growth mindset, to be what I call a high performer. And that's why I started Lions Guide. I want to help you break through to the next level of you and your ability to not only meet but exceed those demands on you and in doing so, find your joy again. If you're a growth-minded individual ready to make a change, then I'm here for you. And this is how you get started. I invite you to visit lionsguide.com and sign up to join the Pride. The Pride is the Lions Guide community for growth-minded members like you. Once signed up, you'll get special access to all the free content and resources I'm putting out there. You'll also be invited to join my live online events where I host sessions on personal growth and high performance. You'll also be able to engage with other growth-minded members on our private online group. Also, if you enjoy the podcast as a member, you'll get access not only to all the podcasts, but also the podcasts that have been yet to be released. So get access to all this and more. So break out of that rut, break into your next level and join me on lionsguide.com and let's grow together. Go to lionsguide.com and become a member of the pride today. Now back to the show. So how do, how do you walk into your weekends? Like, are, are your weekends laid out like your weeks laid out? They're, they're not. And I came to that realization, um, about two weeks ago. So I actually just ordered the, uh, the order of man, his little journal. So I'm going to, I'm going to really, I've, I have some goals written down and stuff like that, but I really, I need to get focus where I'm actually like scheduling time to review them Sunday night, do meal prep Sunday afternoon, you know, like schedule that family time during the week weekend, like on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, and, and leave some time for some fun and going out to dinner and, and getting together with people. But I have not historically structured my weekends. Like I have my week because I just kind of go into them. When you asked, how do you go into your weekends? I go into them tired <laughs> and just needing to relax. <laughs> so I, I need to, I need to restructure the week so that I'm not there on Friday that I can, you know, that I can continue that momentum into the weekend. Cause that's, that is, where you're going to lose every time. Again, it's that three steps forward, two steps back thing. You'll make some progress, but it's not, it's not the progress that I want. Yeah. I mean, and what you were, and even going through earlier to stuff you were talking about, like you're, you're finding personal development and I'll come back to this, right? Like what yeah. you were saying when you were saying, Hey, I, I hit this podcast. I, I was listening to Priscilla stuff. I was listening to Tess Melanie stuff. You know, what you're finding was clarity, right? You were yes. hearing and, and partaking maybe one directionally in conversations that you hadn't had before. And it starts to bring clarity to things. Um, and fast forward, like, and, and, and it's why like Lions Guide, I made clarity one of the core values because the more we find clarity and, and establish clarity, you know, the more progress we're going to make. So for your weekend, um, if you're rolling into your weekend with no clarity, right, you've set no yeah. intentions, you have no game plan, uh, and you're just winging it. Yep. You're going to drink. Yes. You're not going to get crap done. Yes. You're going to eat four pizzas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to eat a box of little Debbie's. Yeah. Yes. You're going to come Monday morning and be mad that you just aren't ready for the week and you feel like crap. Um, yeah. and that was, it. that was something I realized was, uh, especially when I was trying to even moderate drinking uh, attempting that, 
Um, if I set a game plan, if I, if I literally like set my intentions for the weekend and go, Oh, we're going to little Johnny's birthday and there's going to be a cooler there. I'm only drinking two beers, but I would take it farther and I would say, well, we're probably going to be there from six to 10. So I'm only going to get drink a beer. I'm not going to have one when I first get there. I'll grab one at seven and then I'll have another one at nine and then I'll roll. Like I literally had to get a game plan together. If I didn't do that, it's curtains, you know, as yeah. <laughs> soon yeah. as I there say hello straight to the cooler. Um, but, and that's, that, that's, I guess my thing is, um, is now I'm very intentional, you know, with, yes. with all seven days, I have to be intentional all seven days. Cause if you look at it, right. Like whatever the, the fraction is it on it, like you're losing, you know, two seventh of, of your, of your life, you know, yeah. by, uh, you know, you're, you're losing that level of progression, right? Yeah. Because, um, so it's just, for me, I, I set a, uh, I, I sit down on, uh, I actually do it Fridays. Um, but I have a week close routine where I sit down and I close down my week. And a part of that routine is I lay out my week ahead all the way through the following Sunday. And a part of that week close, I'm, I'm looking at my weekend and I'm setting my intentions, like what's going on. Are there any gaps? Is, can I spend that time with family? Can I do something productive? whatever. But, but the moral of the story is like the intentionality is your savior, right? You can, yes. if you set intentions and get your game plan together and it, it like, I, you know, um, and I'm throwing other words besides saying structure, right? Cause everyone hates the word structure and discipline mm -hmm. and because they've just got negative connotations when you're trying to, you know, take this hill. But that's why I kind of go with like, I'm just getting my game plan together. Like, you know, yeah. get my game plan together, whatever. So. And the crazy thing is, is that you have the power to, reach any goal that you could ever want. It's, it's totally up to me. It's totally up to you. Like there, there is nobody else standing in your way. If, if there's something that I want, and, and this has been historically true in my life, like if there's something that I want, I, I dare, I say, you know, you can get in the mumbo jumbo of like visualization and stuff like that. But there are aspects of this house that I'm living in that I visualized that I wanted and that I sought out, found and made happen. So you can get to that level of granularity, but it's going to take you executing those tasks at that granular level, you know? And again, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a giant shit on myself. Cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm such a hypocrite in that regard. Cause I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. And that's, I think that that's what it all boils down to is that's the human struggle. We're, we're all struggling. And I think that's like the message for me to anybody listening here is just, I'm struggling just as much as you are, you know, you're struggling just as much as anybody else. Everybody struggles. We're all human beings. Um, like again, everything's relative. Like it doesn't matter how much money you make, how good your fitness is, how well your nutrition is, you drink, you don't drink the color of your skin, your religious background. We all struggle. We're all on the same train going to the same destination and we're all going to get there eventually. We're all, we all have been born. We're all going to die. That's it. Like we're, we're on this, we're on this ride together. Um, so I, you know, it's, it's crazy, but that's, that's really what it boils down to. Do you, um, at, at the office, do you guys follow traction at all? The, the traction you, know, you, you know, what's so funny. I have the book right here. I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I literally just got it. Highly recommended. Uh, one of the things you're going to run into is, um, like what they call the L10 meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a good format, but the majority of the, I believe they recommend a 90 minute meeting or maybe 60, I don't remember. Um, but, um, the, the majority of that L10 meetings, you come together with your decision makers once a week and, and you basically keep a issues list as you go. And 
what you do is you look at all the issues um, when you turn to the issues uh, portion of the meeting and you guys, you vote on what's the biggest issue to solve for. And then you attack, attack that one if it takes the whole rest of the meeting or, or whatever, but you basically prioritize the issues. I mean, I think like, like what I've done and try to help people with is like take that concept and just lay it on life. Cause you know, if you read all these leadership management books and whatever, um, you know, the tactics actually, you can use them in personal development. This was one I go like, Hey, you take like, like you said, with, like you said, with a goal, you just describe project management, right? Begin with the Mm -hmm. end in mind, put the project plan together, set your milestone, blah, blah, blah. So same thing. Um, I take, um, you know, you do, you, you take and list out your issues, right? And what's of those 10 or 3000 things you list, like what's the one thing the most important thing that you could solve for right now and just start there. You know, we all got that list. (laughs) Like the list is long and it's never ending and it'll never go away. Right. And that, that's the cool part about that process. And, 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 this too, I'd love you keep me posted how you're doing on it because yeah. I, I think traction is great for, especially for businesses. I mean, you talked about earlier, I think operational maturity, you're trying to yes. turn the page from uh, survival mode into thrive mode, right? You're, you're kind of growing out of survival mode. You're making that transition say, Hey, I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. I'm a business owner now. And yeah. attraction is a great tool at, at, at all levels. But if you're hitting that transition point, it's a great tool. But every week you do that, right? You come back with your leadership team and go, what's the, what's the issues? Hey, well, here's from last week. Uh, here's some new issues. And then everyone goes, okay, of what we're looking at this week, what's the most important thing to solve for right now? What's the biggest, you know, you know, thing clogging up the, the spoke, uh, the wheels here that we can address. Yeah. Um, you vote for three and start hitting them and go. And, and if you can just kind of bring that back to your own personal development, that's a great way to just kind of start prioritizing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, that's, and that's one of the things that I'm really trying to do. Um, you know, in my personal life is just get those things down and really get them down further to a granular level. Cause I, I know where generally speaking, the goals that I have, and I, I even have, have some of them, most of them written down, but I I'm realizing that I need to get like super granular. Like what's, what do I need to do here? Like, you know, for me, my nutrition, I'm, I, um, I'm counting my calories and, and stuff like that, trying to track the protein that goes into my body and whatnot. But I'm, I'm, my goal basically was to, was like, Oh, I'm going to track my calories. What I actually realized I need to do is actually shop I need to plan out my meals very specifically, eat the same thing every day, shop for the same thing every day, put it in the, in the pantry, in the same spot, you know, just really like bring that structure. Cause if I, cause I'm, cause I'm failing because it's not being successful what I'm trying to do. So I need to find a way to actually, actually make that happen. So yeah, you need to build a system. Yeah. You need to, yeah. Like build your system. And, and then you, uh, so I haven't released it yet, but I, I put together a course that, that does, that's all these things. And it's, it's right now it's beta name is, um, 10 disciplines of self-leadership. Right. And it's, it's, how do you take a lot of, like I said, a lot of practices that are used in business leadership management. And that's one of them, right? Like you got to build a system. If you don't have a system, you don't know how to make adjustments. If you're just like willy nilly every day, every week or whatever, and maybe it's not, you eat the same thing every day, but you at least have a system of what you're going to eat each week. And, and, and those things are intentional based on what your goals are, right? Yeah. You know, as you start, again, you said it, once you set what that goal is and you start reverse engineering back it and start analyzing what's working and what's not working and do that reflection often, as often as as, as matters, that brings them yeah. back. 
Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg, and I, and I honestly, I don't really like the guy. I don't like the whole Facebook thing. But, but anyways, um, you know, his whole thing about just wearing the same outfit every day, so that he doesn't have to make the decision. Oh, what am I going to wear today? Like creating a system like that, even at that granular level, can produce results, even if it's micro results, those micro results will add up to, to huge macro results. Yeah. Have you ever read The uh, Compound Effect? I have not. No. That's a great book. And that's uh, Darren Hardy, I believe. Um, yeah, okay. Darren Hardy. Check it out. Effect. That's a good one. It, and it talks to that, right? That the compound yeah. effect of doing the little things consistently over time and how it adds up. And he, he just puts in a lot of great examples. And so what's, uh, what are you working on now at, at, at work-wise? What's the- yeah, yeah. What, what am I working on? So right now, again, we're, we're trying to chase operational maturity. We're trying to, I, I feel like it's funny. I feel like we're a real company now after six years, like I said, we'll do uh, just over 3 million in business, but we have all of the right players in the right spots um, enough so that, that basically people aren't doing a little bit of everything. We have like actual departments and, and we're, we're segregated out there because we're, we're 18 people now. So we're really trying to um, kind of get to that next level. And, I, you know, I'm maybe one day I want to build this huge MSB IT consulting company. Um, but but I want to kind of start with a with a smaller goal in mind and, and reach that. And really, it's it's a profitability goal. It's a revenue goal that's not too far from from where we are now. Um, but again, you actually that was a good good way to put it. We've gone from like entrepreneur startup mode to being a business owner. So. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, you know, and I'm along those lines, I'm trying to surround myself with, with people that are like-minded that are going to help get me there. Cause I, I truly believe that I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. So I'm trying to kind of break into other inner circles. And I, I actually have a question for you in that regard. Um, cause I, 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 there's this, there's a couple people that I have kind of in my mind that, I, ha I have a group of friends and I, I love all of my friends now. Some of them are the drinking buddies. Some of them, you know, are the friends that kind of push me and, and, and want better for me. Um, and that's great and all. So I, I see that as one level. Now, my question to you is, is basically like, I, I have my eyes set on a few other people that I would consider more successful. They're in a different circle that I'm in. Um, they've had more success, you know, they're, they're running multiple businesses their net worth is much higher than mine. <laughs> um, how how do you break into that next inner circle? Because um, I'm 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 specifically trying to do that with with a couple people, and I'm I'm unsure of how to how to do that. Like I've actually there's this one guy. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but I've actually sent him a few messages. I've sent him some video messages on Instagram. I'm like, hey man, you know I know you don't know me, sort of a thing. I, you know, I, I, I'm watching you from afar and he's actually geolo geologically or geographically geologically, geographically close to me. So that's kind of what, why I reached out to him. And he's actually in, I'm wearing the shirt in the RTA group, the, um, Andy Frisella and Ed Milet's group that I'm a part of. And I see this guy and I'm like, man, I, I feel like being surrounded by someone like him would help me, help me kind of get up on a level, uh, on, on the ladder. Um, and it's not like I'm, I want to chase after him so that he can help me, you know, like he's going to give me something or, or do anything like that. It's just, I want to surround myself with, with better and better people. I think that's, that's where I'm trying to get at. So, so my, again, my question to you is like, how do you get into somebody's inner circle that you would consider maybe above yourself? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, on the, hmm. Well, since you're trying, so you're basically reaching out, but you're not having success to far yeah. as what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, 
number one, you should have zero expectation, right? And you can get what right. you can get out of them from, and how do you, how do you know you, so you just know they're in this group or you've been in yeah. sessions with them or whatever. Yeah. We're in this group. I've, I've seen him from, from afar. Um, you know, and I know he's seen my Instagram videos cause you can see when people see, now here's the yeah. good news. He's not blocked me. <laughs> he's not been like, who the, who the hell is this creep? <laughs> so he hasn't blocked me. Um, but yeah, he, there's been no response. So I, I almost feel like I'm like a salesman, like trying to, trying to sell my way into, uh, into, to an organization or something like that. Well, I think two things, right. I just off the cuff, I think like, maybe is there anyone that's in between that, that that's in your circle already that could make an introduction. Right. So you kind of, I, yeah. I guess go on salesy a little bit. If, yeah. if you're not getting in direct, you know, if you got referred in by someone, so maybe if you had success connecting with someone that's, that's got a connection with him that you could, you know, make an influence on to where you could add that, that you could go to that ask. Right. So maybe yeah. tear down and work your way there. And then, and then it is an idea because I think you're doing a lot of good things because I like doing the video messages and all that stuff. It's not just a stupid text coming through. Yes. Like we all get, it's, it's, it's showing you're perfectly human and you're a real person and you're not a bot and all that. Thing. So I think yeah. that's good. And that's cool to hear. Um, you know, um, so uh, for that part of it, I think trying to flank them, you know, as far as like getting, getting someone to make an introduction and maybe working your way around that way. Yeah. And then I think as far as, and I think knowing what they're looking for right now, like even if you can't get that answer directly, but if you're watching their stuff and you know, um, if you could find out what their current mission is and, and find ways to support that, right. And show that like bring some value, right? Like yeah. you're, you're seeking to get some value, um, by their influence, uh, at a, at a closer level, I guess, which, yeah. um, you know, if they're popular or successful or whatever, um, you're asking for a lot kind of because time, totally. you know, you're asking for time and focus, which are the two biggest things that, that we cherish the most. Right. Um, yeah. so, but, but if you can demonstrate that you can bring value or you're willing to support them ahead of that, right. Like, what are you willing to do for them? So I don't, again, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it offline, but, um, you know, one, I guess I would say trying to find a connection, you know, a mutual connection or some other way, or maybe if yeah. there's, if the, if the group has some sort of networking event or whatever, you know, and then you can, you know, then you're walking up going, Hey, I want to introduce myself and then showing a lot of gratitude, like for the example they've set for you. Like if you're, if you're saying, Hey, this, this is someone I really aspire to, or really look up to or whatever. I mean, everyone loves a good cheerleader, man, you know, to, yeah. to get the opportunity to kind of just introduce yourself in that way, I think would be good. Um, and then from there, you know, just see what you can do. If you can, if you can get that connection, you know, finding ways that you can help them and, you know, you're courting, man. You're, you're yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> like they, you're, you're telling me, you're telling me the things that I, that I thought you would say. So it's good to, to just kind of reiterate that, uh, in my mind or solidify that. Cause that's, yeah. And it's, again, it's not like, I'm not trying to reach to this guy to extract something from him, but I just, I, I need, because I don't have a lot of like really, really solid people in my life that are executing on the level that I'm trying to execute on. Um, so I'm trying to surround myself with more of those people, um, because it's when you're executing, and you know, this, when you're executing at that level, it's a very, very lonely road. It can be, especially if you're like a people person, like I am, like, I love the people side of what we do in business and, you know, technology is great and all, like I said, but I I'm, I'm a people person. Like I need to be around people. Um, I love to be around people. I love to help people. Like I, I love 
love to help people. I get severe satisfaction about that. Um, so, you know, I want to, I just want to surround myself with, with people that are, that are executing on the level that I am. Cause I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> that's, um, honestly, that's a big facet. I'm working on Lions guide right now. Like I started this thing doing the one-on-one coaching, um, in design for a group coaching, but the membership is going to be about that because you, you use the word that I use. It's lonely to, to switch into this gear. There's not a lot yeah. of people. And, and that's why, you know, these high performers that you look up to, that's why their circle is so small and it's hard to break into yeah. because, yeah. um, you know, because of that, they know, like, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people and that's been, that's, that's typically the experience. And that, that says being a high performer is a lonely place because you're up against, you've described like your own challenges. Everyone's up against those challenges, you know, um, and some just aren't climbing and they don't care yeah. to climb. And there's way more of those folks than the ones that are climbing. Um, yeah. I've been especially fortunate since I kind of went to market with this to, to meet other high performers who are of this growth mindset. And I've loved it. I've loved every minute of that. Yeah. Um, because I feel you, man. Um, and that's, that's why I want to get the membership stuff off the ground. Cause it's going to be a community, you know, what I, I want to call them like growth warriors, right? Like, yeah. you know, that, that are just focused on growth and, 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 uh, supporting one another and, and relating and, and saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this and have, have people that can go, Hey, here's how I solve for it. Right. You know, it's, yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's so funny the way you describe that. Um, I, I, I had this thought the other day and I wrote it down, I actually sent it in a message to my, to my company basically like the, the message was to the company was you have to go to war with yourself in the morning before you go to war with others. And I think what you just said, kind of wrap that into, I think a good majority of people that are not high performers or they're not chasing goals like that, all they do is spend their time and their day warring with others. So they're not, they're not doing the war with themselves. They're just doing the war with others. And I think that, the, that that's what separates you know, those people from the high performers is the high performers are doing war with themselves and others. And that's like, that's, I think that's why it's incredibly lonely and incredibly difficult because we're, we're fighting, you know, two facets of a war and, and other people, other people are maybe even not even warring. They're just reacting. Um, they're, they're simply reacting to life. But I, you know, I want to get into a point where, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, I'm controlling and, and directing the, the flow of my life. I, I don't want life to happen to me. Um, I, I want, I want to, to control as much as I can, obviously life is life and, you know, we're not promised tomorrow, but you know, I, I want to be able to control as much as possible because I, I want certain results out of life. Um, so. Yeah, no, that's freedom. And, and it's like, um, people use that for like, they're convenient distractions, right? Like the yes. hardest thing you can face is yourself. And and hey, thanks to good old social media, right? We've got something to just <laughs> to debate about every single week now. There's some national freaking debate oh. every second freaking week. Like the 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 media and social media have have found it, right? How do yeah. you keep the attention? How do you keep the engagement up? Every week is a new episode. What this week on the US drama soap opera yep. right and every <laughs> single week it's something different it's the mass it's the vax it's the you know olympic olympians not going to compete or doesn't want to do and right like just look at the last freaking eight weeks all this nonsense but here's the thing to your point right you, people wrap up themselves up for hours a day in this trash hours yeah. a day it has zero impact on their lives if they're true if they're real about it if yes. they're real about it if they're real with themselves about it, it has zero impact but guess what it's just another episode in the days of our lives that they get all <laughs> consumed in. 
And it's just a convenient. Oh, I can't. I can't get on a diet. They want me to wear wear a mask on an airplane. This is bullshit. Yeah. 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 And and it's just convenient distractions, so you don't have to work on yourself. And that's all it is. And I'm calling out all you out there right now. I'm calling you out on that. Like you guys chasing these cars, like like a dog chasing cars on a highway every single week. You know, and there it's not serving. It's not serving you, man. You think no. you're gonna solve the world's problems and you can't even you know, fix your own marriage, right? You, you yep. can't you think you're gonna solve the world's problems and you're freaking obese. Like, give me yep. a break, man. You know, fix yeah, you I, and you'll I, start fixing the world. Like, start with yeah. you. Yep. Uh, Jordan Peterson, I just finished his book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. Phenomenal book. Phenomenal mm-hmm. book. And that was one of the rules is, you know, um, put your household in order before you cr- criticize the world. And I cannot begin to tell you how true that is, especially today. Um, because yeah, just the fighting I've been off Facebook for a while. Um, I'm still on Instagram, but you know, I'm not like super active on it. Um, but the media, social media, it's all tearing us apart. It's all, you know, dare I say part of the plan, but that that's, that's the whole plan. Like it's, that's, that's what it was designed to do. Um, we're just consumed by that. And I, I think if we, you know, and I've got people that are very, very close to me that I love and um, that I know that are just so consumed by what's going on that they can't see, you know, the, the things that are happening in front of them. And, and it's scary. And I don't want that to be for me either. Cause that, that happens to me sometimes, you know, I was terrified when this whole COVID thing started happening. I was very concerned for me and my family, um, you know, but I've seen it unfold and I don't have to get into the politics of it, but it, there's just, there's more going on, um, you know, and for the most part, I, I would say that I, I don't believe that the government uh, cares about us at all. Like I, I just, I truly, truly don't believe that, you know, we have to look out for ourselves. We have to get ourselves under control, our health, our fitness, you know, our families, our, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, that's where it all starts. Then, then I can be a good neighbor. I can be a good friend, you know, and it kind of outflows from there. You're not, you're not going to fix the person in the white house. Like you're just not going to do it. It's, it's a fool's errand to think you're going to, going to fix that. (laughs) Right back to it though. Right. Like what are we talking about again? Clarity. If we're clear about what we want, who we are, how we're going to interact with other people, what makes us successful. If we, you know, what our issues are, if like we establish that clarity and you start there and grow, um, it, it just, it, it allows you to put those outside things where they belong on the outside. Right. Um, if you start bringing the more clarity you can bring, like you said, to what you want, like what's mm-hmm. important to you right now, what's the most important thing that you could be solving for right now, it's it's gonna it's gonna put that stuff in check. But p- so many people lack clarity. They're chasing, you know, what they think people think they should be. You know, yeah. um, and they're trying to be that instead of just really being honest with themselves. Yeah, the Jordan Peterson stuff. Um, I would say years ago when I came across that, and even again back to hashtag clarity. He his book gave me a ton of clarity. Just yeah. it just checked so many boxes. Um, and I don't know, like when you read through the stuff he talks about, just um, uh, facing discomfort and growth, yeah. and it, it just starts. Um, it's really affirming, right? And and that's what he gets the biggest compliment on is that people come up to him most and say, "You articulated what was in my head. I just yes. didn't know how to say it." And um, yeah. that that was it for me. Um, and totally. So and that and that dude knows how to, how to articulate. I have I, I listen to on a, his book on Audible, and I have to rewind it sometimes. I'm like. 
I, there's been times where I literally have to like look up a word that he used. I'm like, what the, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I feel like an idiot when I listen to him. <laughs> so um, what I tell people and anyone listening who's first hearing about Jordan Peterson or whatever, I actually recommend um, what I consumed first was his, um, uh, he's got a series, his podcast. Yeah, but Matt, if you go back to the, meaning. Yeah, but if you go back to the beginning of his podcast, the early episodes, mm-hmm. he actually put out... Um, he did these lectures up in Canada um, and they were on public television and they were called the uh, psychological significance of the biblical stories. Yes. Um, if you go listen to them and they're on YouTube, they're on podcast. Um, if you go listen to them first, it, number one, that that's where I started. That's where I was like, yes. Whoa, who is this dude? And how do I get more of this? <laughs> um, and if you listen to him enough, you can read him better because I talk to people and I used to recommend like, man, check out 12 rules for life. And they would go back like, man, I could not hang. I could not <laughs> hang with that dude. But I say, okay, go listen. Now I tell people go listen to him first. So you, so when you read him, you can hear him and you know how he talks because man, he's super intellectual. Yeah. Um, and he, um, what, isn't it crazy? Like, it's like he recites reference books. Like he'll be, yes talking uh, i don't know if you listen to any of his lectures but he'll be talking and he will go he'll rattle off some stuff and he'll say that's a quote on page 57 of some psychology book or whatever i'm like Damn, yes yeah that, that guy's got a strong mind and here's here's the crazy thing you know what i i look up to him and i i've gained so much knowledge and and just so much from him but the dude was struggling um he was uh he was on medication like for mental health like anxiety and stuff like that and he just went through withdrawals and just had some major health issues but again, he's only human. And that's the amazing, awesome part. Like we look up to this guy, but again, he's only human, but yeah, the dude, he, his mind is something else. It, it really, really is. And, and clarity. Yeah. It, it brought so much clarity around just, um, being able to articulate, like you said, kind of what was going on in, in my brain for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's so true. <laughs> well, it's, it's affirming, right? I, Cause I, I still yeah. can't articulate it. I even tell people, I start going, well, Jordan Peterson, blah, blah, blah. And I go, you know what? I'll send you something to listen to it. Cause I can never, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, but, but it's affirming, right? Like you, you're hearing someone so smart, kind of put it together for you and you go, yeah. it's okay to think that way. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what it got for me. Like I had all this stuff in my head. Um, you know, where I felt, I, I thought I was wrong, you know, I was like, I, I never hear anyone talk about this or that they feel this way or whatever. So what's wrong with me? And then you listen to a guy like that, like spit it out and you go, maybe there's not something wrong with me. Maybe I just yeah. didn't, hadn't heard it right before. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good stuff. Good that stuff. is good. <laughs> so, uh, you're growing the business. What's the, um, what do you look forward to most in your days running the company? Um, Right now, I, I just, I, we have such a good team. I love being around all of our, our people. Um, I love doing it together. You know, here, here's what I love. And I'm going to, it's probably going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn right now, but I, 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 I worked for a lot of assholes in my past. I did a lot of job hopping. I, dude, I kissed ass. I, I crawled through the mud in the last 15 years of my profession. Um, and and I, I have worked for some assholes and it's amazing to be in a place now where, where I'm specifically not doing the things that I, I used to hate as, you know, or the things that I was exposed to basically. Um, 
so, you know, working for, for these people that it, it was just like, man, these guys don't care about me. Um, you know, whatever it was, it was just a kind of a negative situation. Although, although I'll say this, I don't take for granted where I've been and the, the experiences that I've had, but I look back and it's just like in the moment, I'm like, man, these guys that I work for are absolute assholes. Like, and I, I hate this. So all that to say, like, I enjoy basically not being that asshole and, and just like, being fair, um, with, with our staff, with our clients. Um, I want, um, I want to win together. I want, I want my, 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 my team to win. I want our clients to win. And really like our business, um, it kind of centers around the growth of our clients because the way we charge basically is per user per month. So I want them to hire more employees. And for those that aren't familiar with the IT consulting world, basically we provide an outsourced IT department for companies that probably don't have IT staff or minimal IT staff. So we take care of all of the the servers and the workstations and we basically run a call center. So when people can't print or can't send emails, they call us and go, Hey, I can't print or Hey, I can't send emails. But anyways, we price that basically per user per month and it's unlimited service, unlimited services. So we don't charge them per hour. So all that to say their success is our success. So when I see our clients growing and I see like, you know, we, we've got a couple of electrical um, contractors that we do business with here in the county. And I see the trucks around town. I see them doing jobs at the airport and things like that. Like I feel a part of their growth and their expansion. And it's really, really cool to see that. Um, some of our original clients that have been with us since the beginning, you know, where we where we saw them in the beginning and, and kind of the evolution of taking them through different technologies and rolling things out and making their business process and their technology better. Um, it's it's really satisfying. Um, it, it really, really is. So we can all celebrate, you know, our growth and our success together. That's, that's what's really, that's what drives me. And, and I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that'll keep driving you because it's very rewarding, right? Yeah. To, to get those, the feedback from the clients and, um, and that's where you need to be. And, and, uh, are you calling yourself an MSP? I know everyone yeah. calls themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, all the MSPs listening out there, man, that's the, that's the secret sauce, man. Like care about your clients, care about delivering yeah. good service, know that you're supporting them, right? Like yeah. they're, they're trying to be, you know, to use that, uh, analogy or cliche or whatever it is these days, like the, um, they're trying to be the hero of their story and your job is to come help them be the hero, right? We, we all know yeah. like you're running a business, you know, running a business is hard. So now you relate and go, well, my clients are running businesses how can I help them? Right. How yes. can I help them not be so hard? And if, if you do that, that is, they'll pay you for it. Like, cause they yeah. need the help. They want the help and just focus on the service. You know, that, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that's cool with, for us is we, most MSPs actually find themselves, um, you know, specialize in a couple of different industries. We, for some reason found ourselves, we touch every industry. We found ourselves exposed to every industry. And I tell you what, um, although things do vary from industry to industry, IT is IT is IT is IT. And, you know, everybody across every industry struggles with almost the exact same thing. Again, it's all relative. Um, doesn't matter what industry you're in. Sometimes you're exposed to different, different compliance and things like that. But um, it, it's, it's really cool to see everybody kind of, you know, exposed to the same issues because we can, again, we're, we're all headed as, as, you know, collective humanity, we're all headed in the same direction. We're all trying to get there and, you know, why not, why not get there together? So. Yeah. hundred percent, man. The, um, what's it, what's it, what do you look, look forward to least going into the day? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, 
nowadays, um, it, that firefighting mode, um, I, I want, I want to be able to go into the day and have like command of my day and be able to push forward on certain things, um, and really like check off the, the task, task list that I really, really need to te- te- check off. But sometimes, um, you know, it, being from in the IT world, you know, this, like, we don't know what we're going to experience when we come in, you know, uh, a server blows up, you know, ransomware, you know, a, a virus infection, whatever it is, like there's just things that you just can't plan for in this industry. Um, and I know that happens in other industries, but we are, we are without being actual firefighters, we are in firefighter mode where we just have to respond to things that, that come at us. And that's, that's a struggle sometimes because it, it takes away from the focus of specifically me and my business partner, and, and it's good because we have people now in the departments to handle those and we can hand most of that off. But there are a lot of times where, not a lot of times, there are some times where I have to get involved um, with things that I, you know, I don't necessarily need to, or I don't think I should get involved in, but that's, that's where, you know, and I don't, failure is probably a strong word, but that's probably where I'm failing as a, as a leader to help um, empower my team and, and let them make the decisions and, and run with the solutions that they need to. So I'm, we're working on that. Um, uh, again, it's it's that maturity, operational maturity, and just maturity overall in the business. So, yeah, and I guess that's a good segue, right? Like, what have you learned um, since becoming the business owner aspect? Like, what are you? How are you having to evolve from that entrepreneurial, you know, bold, driven, do everything, hero leadership to where yeah. you are now, six years in? Like, where? What? What are you learning? What? How are you changing now as a leader? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, most of my day should be and needs to be spent propping up and teaching the people that I put in leadership roles. Um, you know, we've got this young guy, um, great dude. Um, he's our support manager, but he's young and he's, he's never worked in a really corporate environment. He's not been exposed to that at the level that I have or somebody else has in, in our organization because of just of his, because of his age. He's awesome. He's empathetic to our, to our, the people that we support, to our clients. Um, and he's got a bright future ahead of him, but I, I need to continue to mold and shape him and teach him, you know, how to handle certain situations. And on top of that, you know, and we're, my business partner, Craig and I are actually really good about this is we do trust our people. We really, really do. And, and in fact, I think that they come to us a little more than they should. So I'm working to kind of break that habit in them. Like, I'm like, Hey, you guys don't, you don't need to check with me on this. Like, I trust you to make the decision. If it's the bad decision and you need to bring me in on it and I need to help you fix it, that's fine. Bring it to me. I'm not going to get angry, but what I will expect is you learn from that decision and then move on and don't make that, that same mistake again. Um, so, you know, just again, growing up and maturing the leadership that that's in our company, that's, that's something that we're, we're really trying to, to hone in now. And we've, like I said, just end of last year and into this year have gotten to that point where there's enough people where we can focus on that. And I think our next year, 2022 is going to be, is going to be awesome. Um, I, I think it's going to be really, really good. So I'm super yeah, excited. I love it, man. That's, that's all the right stuff, man. That's, that's, uh, you're on the right path. That's awesome. That's really cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Well, no, I mean, that's excellent. You, you're transitioning to grow on the people, right? Like that's, yeah. that's the, uh, what are you most proud of so far in that journey? Um, I'm just proud, proud. I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at. I, I'm, I'm, I look around, it's that, that whole, um, imposter syndrome sometimes kind of creeps in here, but I, I, I have had success. I own 
a beautiful house. I have a nice car. Um, you know, I, I, I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. Um, I'm super happy where I'm at right now. I definitely want more. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm proud because I, I, I had some humble beginnings. Um, you know, my, my dad was a mailman. Um, my mom stayed at home and she homeschooled us. So, you know, we, we weren't, we weren't poor. I never went without, but there wasn't a lot of extra money to go around. And I, you know, that was kind of one of the driving factors, be it good or bad, but I, I was exposed. I had a couple friends that had parents that were doing very well in life that, and their families were pretty well off. And I would spend the weekends with them. And I'm like, man, like this is much different than, than my weekends at, at my house. And it, it, it kind of lit a fire in me to, to want more. And it's nothing against my parents. My parents did anything and everything that they could to provide for us. My dad is one of the hardest workers that I've ever met. He's taught me my work ethic. Um, but we just didn't have the life that I do now, honestly, when, when I was growing up. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud that I'm here. Um, and I, I want, you know, like I said, I want to bring our team up. I want, I want everybody to succeed because again, my, my success is, is, is everybody's success. So in, in, in our company. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that. And it's crazy to think that, you know, there's 18 of us total now. It's crazy to think that 18 families rely on this business. Like that is just, that's crazy to me. And I know that's going to continue growing. Um, but that's, it's humbling, um, but I'm super proud of that. And I'm. We actually just went yesterday. We took. Um, we opened it up to the to the company. Not everybody went because they couldn't. But um, we had a kayak and canoe trip on one of the rivers here yesterday, just kind of as a team building thing. It's just cool to be able to do that um, and just say flip the, flip the bill for for all that. And you know, it was. It's really cool to do things like that. I'm I'm yeah. really proud of that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's great, yeah. man. The uh, and then you're hitting on some big things. Have you ever read any uh, uh, Patrick Lencioni stuff? Um, no. One uh -uh. Of his, so he's got a lot of good uh, books that you would relate to and get a lot out of. Um, but okay. one you make me think of is called um, "The Truth About Employee Engagement," which really okay. talks about like some of the things you're doing, like you know, uh, recognizing that they're they're humans, right? They're not just workers yeah. and your your loyal subjects that you pay. Yeah. You know, they're they're people, and and it's a really great book to kind of just build a great team of people that are all, you know, rowing in the same direction, but, but they know each other and they're helping each other because they all know yeah. that, like you said, you know, my success is your success. So I want to see you win so I can win. Like in, in real more, you know, about one another and know why they're there, you know, like, uh, your employees have a job with you for why, like, what, yeah. what do they want to get out of it? You know what you need from them, but why are they there? You know, it's a, it, yeah, that would be another one to check out. As you get, I would do that. Get the traction or whatever. That'd be good. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. One of the things I, I struggled with recently because I actually I just traded in. I had a I had a truck and I just traded it in. Um, and I've been thinking about doing this for like a year and a half now. Um, I'm driving a nice car now. I I bought a um, you know I didn't go crazy. I have I have a little Mercedes car that I that I'm driving now. Traded in the truck, but I tell you what, man. Um, when I pulled up the first day to the office in that thing. I had literal anxiety. I'm like, who the hell am I to be pulling up in this car? You know, and again, they, they don't know the story. They don't know the struggle and they don't know, you know, that I've been thinking about doing this for, for a while, you know, kind of saved up to get to this point and, and whatnot. But, you know, I just like, it's so easy to, to judge somebody from the outside and, you know, me pulling up in this brand new car and then like, you know, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, who does he think he is sort of a thing? So I had, I had this, uh, this anxiety that I had to deal with, you know, cause 
the more successful you are, things like that just happen. You maybe you get a bigger house, you get a, a, a nicer car or, or whatnot. Um, so I, I had to, I had to kind of walk myself through that a little bit because it was, it was a weird feeling. It was a very weird feeling. It's not comfortable. <laughs> so awesome, man. Anything else you want to hit yeah. on before we start to wrap up? No, no, it's, it's been great. It's been a good conversation. I, I think the important part here is, um, you know, it's good to, to talk with you, somebody that's built up a company that had a successful exit. Um, you know, you kind of, you're on to your next thing. And, and I, I look up to you in that and it's, it's really, it's really awesome to see that. Um, you know, and I, I love being able to share my story cause I'm literally at the, I don't even know if I'm at the height of it. I, I I'm not at the height of it. I'm like, I'm still on that roller coaster. It's clinking up very slowly and I'm just, I'm getting to that, that top and who knows where this ride's going to take me, but, uh, you know, definitely, uh, willing to share my story. If anybody wants to reach out, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can visit our website, vxit.com. Um, my handle on Instagram is Paul Vetter Jr. And, um, you know, hit me up. I'm, I'm open to talk with people and, you know, connect one-on-one with, with people and share my story more in depth. I love, I love connecting with people. So. Yeah, no, it's been great, man. And I, I totally appreciate you coming on. I, I, I yeah. honor your, your story and where you come from, like the humble beginnings and, and you're, you're still growing. I mean, there, you say, I don't know where, I mean, there is no top, man. Just keep yeah. going. <laughs> Yeah, going with what's congruent with you, and and that doesn't need to be monetary either. Not monetary yeah. either. It's just like, what's what's your vision of happiness and joy, you know? And yeah, yeah. And, and, and money makes that possible and, and gives you the freedom to get those things. But uh, it's not all about that, man. You know, no. the the best things Definitely in life not. aren't things, you know. So yeah, no, I and that's and that's actually something that I was kind of um, reflecting on today is for sure is the. Um, you know, the, the money aspect is, is obviously nice. And it was initially a driving factor for me because, because of my humble beginnings, I, I wanted to strive for more in that regard. But, but I tell you what now, um, you know, I, I want to have a good relationship with my wife. I want to have a good relationship with my kids. And you know what, let's rewind that. I want to have a good relationship with myself. Um, because if I, if I can't have a good relationship with myself, I'm not going to be able to have a good relationship with my wife, with my kids, with my business partner, with my coworkers, my employees, like it all starts here. And that, that is the important thing. The money, the money is a tool to, to get things done, to bless other people, to, you know, whatever it is, it, it's a tool, but, um, yeah, if, if you can't reconcile yourself and then outflow from there you're, you're going to be unhappy and, and life's not going to be worth living. So that's where you got to start. Couldn't, couldn't, uh, finish on a more, more solid <laughs> point than that, my man. So cool, dude. So no, great conversation. I'm sure it's going to yeah. serve a lot of people over here too. So, uh, again, I appreciate you and uh, for coming on uh, and, uh, and I love the time spending with you. Thanks man. Appreciate it. Thanks man. Yep. Thank you. Uh-huh.